Welcome to the Genuine Creative Podcast with Melissa Hurt. Here's where I'll be helping creatives get through mindset blocks, step into wellness and self-care practices, and overcome imposter syndrome so that you can live genuinely as a creative person, putting your greatest gift out into the world. Hello and welcome to the Genuine Creative Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Hurt, and this episode is brought to you by author Katie Spina. Thank you so much for your support, Katie. And y'all, check out Katie Spina's work. I'm sure it's available anywhere you can buy books. Today's episode is very special to me because I'm talking about the importance of community as a creative artist. Now, I know what you're thinking. You like to crawl into your creative cave and make your art there. I get that. I have done that myself. But we really need community. We are social animals. Human beings are social animals. We birth our young and then we raise them. We live in communities. We have neighbors. We help each other. It's who we are. And it really shouldn't be any different for creative artists. And I'm going to give you some frameworks to consider so that if you feel like you don't have a community, maybe some of these ideas can help you create one. I first started identifying as a creative artist when I was 16. And I went to a magnet school for theater called the Center for the Arts at Henrico High School. Shout out. And it was really cool for me because I went to a high school on the other side of town. And I got to leave school after third period, take a bus across town. And then my fifth and sixth periods were diving deep into theater. And it wasn't just acting. We had regular playwriting class. We had lighting design class. We studied set design. We studied directing. We studied Tai Chi. We studied African dance. I mean, we did so much in my time there, and it was really, really exhilarating. And the thing that made it really special for me was that I was celebrating and studying theater with a band of like-minded freaks who were just like me. It's really important to find people who get just as excited about the work as you do. And so because I had that safety net that I could geek out over something or take a risk in my art, I knew I was doing it in a safe place where I wasn't going to be judged, laughed at, ostracized. And not only that, but after we presented our work, Every time we had to give constructive feedback, meaning it wasn't just, oh, I liked that. That was cool. We talked about the work, and it really helped me grow as an artist, not just to hear the criticism from my peers, but to take in their work and give feedback on it in a way that I knew could help that artist grow. So community is really important in your art for the critique sessions alone. So how could you find opportunities for that if you don't have that already? Well, there's a few outlets that come to mind off the top of my head. Now, I am very active on Instagram following artists. I get such a thrill and I'm so thankful when artists load videos of them just playing guitar in their bedroom 
or dancers who are practicing dance in their kitchens. I mean, you could do it anywhere. But if you load it up onto your Instagram, open yourself up for the comments. Put a question on it. Say, what do you all think of this new work I'm developing? Constructive feedback, please. And see what comes. And you might be able to build a community online to talk about your work, critique your work, and open yourself to looking at other people's work and giving them constructive feedback as well. Now, if you live in a town that has an artistic community, you've got to find your people there. Because I also think that in-person connection is really, really important. So go to the open mic nights at the coffee shops. Go to the public library and see on their community board, are they doing book clubs that are based on the arts? Do they have little gallery shows of local artists? For example, my public library, every month, they feature two different local artists and display their work. Well, why not contact an artist whose work is displayed if you're also a painter and ask if you can get coffee. Maybe you can share ideas about each other's work. There are millions of ways if you put yourself out there that you can find your people. Now it is important as you grow and develop as an artist to let your community grow with you. So for example, the artistic community that I connected with in high school, I still see them on Facebook, but as I have grown and lived in different places and let my art change to how I am expressing myself, I find new people. So I'm, even though I'm not actively making theater right now, now I'm in writing groups. I'm in a poetry writing group and I'm in a group for children's book authors and illustrators. And I go to those critique sessions, sharing my work whenever I've got something to share and being generous with my feedback whenever they share something. Now there's something really exhilarating that happens when you are looking at work in a niche market. So for example, when I'm reading the work of other middle grade authors, I get really excited because we're not just talking about the writing itself, but we're talking about the audience, which is middle schoolers, basically. We're talking about the psychology of these kids and what are they going through and what are the struggles they face today and how can our work identify that, give a name to it, help them navigate such a complicated world through our writing. And so sometimes we're critiquing works that are fantasy, maybe some kind of dystopian fantasy. Maybe sometimes we're critiquing work that are historical fiction. There's all kinds of genres that we talk about, and it's really cool to open up your mind to all the different avenues that you could take, but also get into those deep talks with artists who also deeply care about the readers. Now in my poetry group, we meet every other week. And I've been meeting with this group since just before the pandemic. And we were meeting in person and then it switched to meeting on Zoom. And we've kept that going. And now because of the Zoom dynamic, our group got smaller, but now we are a mighty 10 writers and we've just expanded our group to let in three more. But the thing that's been really amazing for me as a writer working and growing with the same core group of poets is we really get to know each other. We have a style 
even if we didn't think we had a style before, we identify a pattern. And I don't mean pattern in any kind of negative way, but there's a theme to our work. For example, one woman in the group tends to write about domestic life as a wife and a mom of an adult. And there's such a beautiful tone to her work that is just really lovely to see. So if she were to publish an anthology of her poems, it would work because there is an overarching style um, of her poems. Another writer writes really hysterical monologue pieces or really culturally based poems where he's putting in different languages. And his work always is so surprising for us to read. And sometimes the work is so good, you really have no constructive feedback outside to say how much you love it. But still, when that happens, because of how much we respect each other and the craft itself, we always work to find something to offer. Maybe it's changing up the form of the poem. Maybe it's finding a different word because of a syllabic stress that will change the rhythm of a stanza. It could be anything. And we were able to get really nitty gritty with each other because we respect and trust each other with our work because we've built this relationship over the years. Because of that, I feel like I've grown as an artist, not just as a poet or as a writer that I could then take this understanding of poetry and do other types of writing, whether it's a blog, a nonfiction book that I'm working on, but it helps me understand and appreciate my deep love of language. And that circles back to my work as a theater artist. So to all my listeners out there, if you don't have an artistic person to share your work with, please find them, seek them out. Go to blogs on poetry if you're a poet and put a call for action out there that you're looking to put together a group. If you're a dancer, do the same. Go to dance studios. Um, maybe there are people in dance classes that want to get together and look at like Alvin Ailey shows dance concerts on YouTube. Look at them and critique them and, and move together. But you've got to find your people. You've got to find your people to keep yourself sane and to give yourself that safety net to take a risk and get constructive feedback on how that works. And to also just feel seen, heard, and understood as a human being. Now, finding community is also important for creating your life. You've got to surround yourself with people who share the values that you have. If you are a person who values kindness and community service, don't hang out with people that like to be snarky and only want to stay inside and don't ever want to even look at humanitarian efforts. That's not doing anything for you. So again, find your people, find your people, because that's the only way you can grow. A rose is not going to grow in soil intended for a cactus. It's got to find that rich, nutrient-dense soil so it can flourish, and you need the same. I want to hear from you. I want to know your questions. If you need help finding your community, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Let me be your first community member that can help you find your peeps so you can grow and develop. Find me at melissahurt.com. You can contact me there. And I will respond. Thanks if so you much. Like show, be well. Please subscribe and leave a positive review.